if you follow this podcast, we were talking about Pinkberry and how I dream of it all the time. I it's, think it's so good. It's so delicious. I get the I get the original. I, I tell you, I get it with caramelized pecans. I think they're pecans or walnuts. What's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Say that walnuts and pecans taste exactly they the do. same. They do. I mean, I nobody talks about it. Nobody says it. Let's just call it what it is. This is what it says. It's, it's a fraud. fraud. It's, it's a, a fraud. fucking They're walnut. Basically the same Stop thing. Stop trying to fancy it up. I call yeah, it a pecan. Exactly. So I get the caramelized pecans <laughs> and with walnuts. coconut and caramel on the original. I get a medium size. And you're telling me that's 100 240 calories mm-hmm. for, for a medium. For a medium. Okay. That That's just straight up original. Yeah, that's good. But when you start piling on the shit. Yeah, and I don't, you know, George likes the um, the uh, chocolate hazelnut with yogurt bites or what are those yogurt things? Yogurt drops. Drops and blueberries with coconut. And I don't think he gets a... Blueberries and coconut, great. He loves it. He loves it. Um, I've never tasted it. I don't, and you know what? I just, I hate when people come up to the counter and they're like, they're buying a card. It's like, um, can I taste the um, oh, chocolate? I that. It's like, bitch, you know, you you know, chocolate, chocolate hazelnut. No, I don't need like. to taste the toppings. What I do sometimes want to taste is the flavor of the yogurt. No, that's what I'm saying. Nobody tastes the toppings. You know what a strawberry tastes like? Oh it's yeah, like, and people do that. Everybody does oh, it. No, and they're and it's it's so funny to watch. It's like you're buying a fucking car or yeah. a timeshare. Yeah, it's like just you know, order the fucking chocolate David hazelnut. And I we're just talking about who. My husband and I, remember my husband? Uh-huh. How stupid timeshares are. Yeah, that was a big... I, you guys bought them, didn't you? No, fuck no, but we were considering one. Of course. A Disney timeshare. Uh-huh. Um, until we realized that we were getting bamboozled. Uh-huh. Because you, you're like, oh, it's my, it's my place. Yeah, yeah, once a week. Once a I mean, week. once a, one week out of the year. Yeah, and yeah. it's expensive as shit. Is it? And you're, yes, and it stays with you forever. Yeah. Like, you have to like... Sell it to somebody or right. will it to somebody. Yeah, because I remember because my sister in her divorce had to somehow get rid of the timeshare. That That's what I'm bought. saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a fucking scam. It is. It feels like it feels like some t- sort of um, pyramid scheme it, it, or well, something. It is. <clears throat> because if you buy in at different levels, you'll get more time here or a bigger room. But it ain't your place. Yes, yeah, not You your go place. in, somebody else is in your it's in your shit. Somebody's sleeping in your bed. Somebody's sleeping in your bed. The call yeah. is coming from inside the inside house. Inside the house. Yeah. Yeah. I was never attracted to that. But that's, you know, that's sort of pedestrian everyday people kind of thing i know and but i was well that's me he's laughing that's but me <laughs> you know I'm, I'm no shade it's just that you know i'm a bougie bitch and so i don't want to be sleeping in nobody's bed i don't i don't want to even, i don't want an airbnb i want airbnb you won't i want airbnb see for me it was about let's we love disney so much love we wanted disney. to do that whole thing yeah. we can do it once a year but we can do it once a year sure so why put your hard-earned money into this shit that ain't even yours save right. that money Get yourself a little apartment. Or get yourself a damn hotel. Or get a damn hotel. A nice damn a nice hotel. hotel. Yeah. Instead of paying for that, you can get into the Grand Floridian. Well, I'm thinking nicer. There is no nicer. That's the top end at Disney. At Disney. Yeah. There aren't any nicer hotels. That's it. They don't have Four Seasons if in you Orlando. Go off campus. Yeah, I would go off campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's something... Yeah, age. yeah. I, I I wonder if they have a, they have a Four Seasons I in Orlando. Don't know. I'm sure they have to. I don't know. <clears throat> Let's look. I like Four Seasons over the Ritz Carlton. I love. There's a there's a Ritz Carlton and there's a my favorite place in Orlando that's not Disney is J W Marriott. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever stayed that, but they there. Well, but we they, stayed there for the Emmys. Remember that's where our room was here in L. A. Yes, but the one in Orlando specifically um, has. The giant lazy river. The Ritz-Carlton is beautiful. I've stayed there too. Gorgeous. Would that lazy river be called the Swanee? 
Yes. Okay. On a hot day. Okay. It would be called the Swanee, Lazy Swanee River. Okay. But it's so, there is a Four Seasons Resort in Orlando. Oh. Yeah. Oh, how far is it from the park? Um, I would imagine it's got five stars. Yeah. I would imagine it's not far. It's on Lake Buena Vista. Um, it's on Dream, Dream Tree Boulevard. Yeah. It's not far at all. You know, I love how you use your phone that way. You, you use your phone like the way the kids use the phone. I don't. Like, if I'm going to look something up, I'll carry myself over to the computer and wind that up and start looking. Ru- for I don't use the phone Ru- the way you use it. You use the phone as a computer. This is a computer. It is a computer. I don't use it. I take calls and I listen to iTunes. No, babe. It's a computer. I, and I text people on it. Rarely. Yeah, but the problem is, and I've said this many times, is it's hard to get a good connection well, and then if you girl, go to, they have wi-fi i have wi-fi right here yeah in this i'm place on right yours now. you're on but this is the thing like if i want to go i imdb <laughs> yeah it takes me to the imdb um uh iphone you know the app. and then if you scroll down to the bottom it says full site click on that okay and that'll take you to the full problem site eBay solved. does that too so you just got to click on where it says full okay, site okay well the problem is solved Miss yeah. Jessica Fletcher just has ask Jessica Felcher saw, she pro- will tell you pro- solved another case of this I just don't I'm just not a phone person sorry I'm just not a phone yeah, person yeah but my point is once you utilize that thing yeah and you use it to help you and get shit done you're gonna realize oh you don't need that you don't need that yeah. I do have an iPad Pro that I love and yeah. I fucking love that thing. Yeah. And I spent money on it and I use it every single day. Mm. But I don't need to travel with it when I got this. Yeah. This right here. When I forget, I get in the bath and I go, shit, I forgot my iPad. I put on Hulu and I watch it on my phone. Okay. That's what it's for. Yeah. It can do everything. That's why I have this heavy ass fucking battery case oh, on it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Because this thing will charge my phone. My battery has never gone out. What? Never. Because it, because you never use your phone. Because I don't use my phone. It has never gone below maybe sixty three percent gone. Yeah, I know you're looking at me like I have three eyes, and yes, I do have three eyes. But I'm not that phone bitch. I told you this. I my phone will never go below say sixty three percent of a battery. I can't. I've. I have. I. Have to constantly. You're speechless. I, I am. Like, I constantly. I got this battery that charges my phone. Like, some batteries only go to 70%, 80% if it's on, if it's dead. Mm. This one will go to 100% like four times over in a day. That sounded like math, but I know to, what your point is that it, you use a lot of battery. Correct. Yeah. I use a lot of battery. Yeah. I do do a lot of stuff. I said do do uh-huh. a lot of stuff on my phone, but um, I use it as a computer. I use it for everything. Uh, I don't. Social media, yeah. and you you don't do that either. So when you, I know how you work. You get there, you get in front of your computer, and that's when you dig it, dig it, dig it. Uh-huh. So you don't do Facebook. I'm a big Facebooker. Yeah. Um, you posted that incredible, and I saw it on oh, Sunday. The, yeah, the woman that incredible from Senator Arkansas. Flowers yeah, of Arkansas, yeah, yeah. who was standing up for for children of color, for black children, mm. um, and not taking any shit from these white men that were shutting her down mm-hmm. and walking around with guns and you know this that. She was so empowering and so her speech was so powerful to mm-hmm. me. I was so glad that you posted that because yeah, it was it. a Facebook video and I couldn't find it on Instagram to mm-hmm. share it. Mm-hmm. So freaking good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So right, uh, all right. So we, we've got who are our guests today, producer? We have our producer Tony name is Hale and Clea Duvall. Oh, Tony, Tony Hale. Hale and Clea Duvall. God, that 
Tony Hill is so sexy. You know, why is he so sexy? To because me? he's amazing. I love him on Arrested Development, and and um, sadly, this is Veep's last season. Right, right, coming up. But things end, Michelle. You know, well, everything ends. I mean, life ends. I know, but it's one of those shows that is so brilliantly done yeah. that you feel like. I mean, if America's Next Top Model can go on Cycle seventy seven, right. there's no reason why Veep can't go on. I'm sure well, people want to move on and do something else. Yeah, and the actors, I mean, that show takes a lot to produce. I mean, it's a, a lot of show. Yes, and it's a lot of words. And, and how many episodes are there? 10? There's probably 10 um, per 13 season. 13 maybe? Mm, no, I mean, is it streaming? It's on it's HBO. On Netflix. Yeah. Oh, no. See, I watch it on HBO Go. I can tell you right now. Um, it's just one of the smartest shows I've ever seen it in my is. life. It so is. It's on par with those, you know, Norman Lear shows that were always so smart. and Yeah. You know, if you said to me, you can have anybody write for you that you want, I would want the entire Veep team. Really? Yep. What kind of show would you want to do? I would want to do... Oh my God, I got really excited. I thought the final season was out. It's not. No. Um, They do... I mean... Ten episodes, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, if if we were pitching a Michelle Visage show... Now, you know, when I did the AJ and the Queen, it was very simple. Did you pitch it or was that MPK's idea? It was, we got together, we met 15 minutes after meeting in his office. We had that idea. 15 minutes. 15 minutes after meeting in his office, well, we had this idea. I haven't, my husband had an idea that's actually in with a production company right now for a scripted show. Good. And I'll tell you about it off. Yeah. You're going to love it. Okay. Um, if that doesn't go, I, I want to do something that supports who I am as an actor. Do you know what I mean? Instead of me having a, I'd love to reach and stretch, but I'd like to show people what I am apart from being a judge or being who I well, am. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay, so. And you I always mean, tap into your. Your wheelhouse. Of, of course. what it is that you do. I'm not going to play a Russian spy. Yeah. Because that's not going to work Okay, for so me. before you tell me what With your a Russian idea accent. is, let me just think of three ideas that I could see you as Michelle Visage, a 10 episode scripted show. Okay. Okay. Uh, number one would be um, beauty salon owner. Like, beauty salon owner. Okay. That it, where uh, it's all about a beauty salon. Like Beautician and the Beast. Yes. Like Fran Drescher. Yeah, like a beauty salon thing where people, it's an ensemble cast and they're kind of like claws, but without all the drug and uh, stuff. Espionage. Espionage yeah. stuff. Um, the second would be... I love that. The second would probably be... Um, you know, not far from what you did on on stage with um, being a, a teacher, like mm-hmm. uh, this, like a uh, Miss Jean Brody, but a uh, sort of a brassy, uh, no BS teacher. So head High of the class, teacher. head of the class, the reboot. So instead of Howard Hessman, is that his name? Yeah, uh, it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it would. Yeah, it'd be the prime sitcom of, or drama. Oh, it'd be a sitcom. Okay. They, all of these would be dramedies. Okay. You know, yeah, they have to have. And then the other, the third, you know what? I think the third would be also you as the um, you inherit your husband's auto shop and you run an auto shop. Oh, that'd be fun! Not knowing what I'm doing, but being in charge. No, do I know what I'm doing? She actually ran the whole business anyway. Maybe he ran off, and she inherits the business, and you are. It's like. and it becomes hugely successful? Or it's a day-to-day struggle to pay my bills? No, it's not a struggle. It's just you're running, you're running things. Or maybe was it, do you run a taxi cab company? Or oh, do you run a... Taxi? 
Yeah. One of the greatest sitcoms but, ever. But, you know, this is the thing about, you know, the, I was thinking about this with Uber and all these people. Taxi, the taxi business, I'm sure it's just suffered so much. 100%. I'm sure. Are they, why, why are they even the in business anymore? Black cabs in, in London, you know. Why they got to be black? They just are. But, um, you know, it's a perfect sign of people who, um, who have become obsolete because they weren't looking out for what's coming down the pike. Like, why can't I get on my phone and order a taxi? I know I can. They have something called Curb. Yep. But nobody uses Curb. Nope, because they use Uber. So, anyway, I, I drifted off from there's your... There's actually sit- a few from Curb. There's a few like Curb. I have them on my phone, but they I don't ever call a yellow cab because I just call an Uber or a Lyft. Why do you do an Uber over the yellow cab one? Because it's just easier. You know, I called an Uber the other night to go to the cast party because it was in Hollywood and I didn't want to try to park and all that stuff. It's going to be a pain in the ass. It was... Not the driver from hell. It's another stereotype uh-huh. of a type of driver, uh-huh. and it was couldn't have been more. It's like someone wrote. It's like someone wrote this out. Um, this person should not be behind the wheel of a well, car. Well, listen, I tell my father that all the time. That you, should, Daddy, you should not be driving. I really think that there should be an intervention at some point, or somebody should tell them. Like I'm telling my nobody, st- but they won't listen. An ego has its free will. They won't listen. When I tell you this was a stereotypical situation, I'm not going to mention any names I or mean, anything. Yeah. It, it it was like, am I being pranked? You yeah. know, it was like. This is ridiculous. Well, I said that to my daughters because, you know, women drivers have that whole thing too. And I, I Lily... See, I'm not going there, but you're going to go there. No, no, no. I, I did because I have two daughters. Yeah. And I said, listen, we have a really bad rap and I think it's bullshit. I'm an awesome fucking driver. I drive my Corvette like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Lily was a really shit driver because she just was doing everything. Is it the older one? Yes. It's st- really rude. No, I just, come on. I mean, give me a break. Lily Lola. Lily Lola. How could I? RuPaul, Rosie, Renee, Renetta. Come on. I know. You, you could, I could, I know the names. I don't know which one is which. I know that they're both lots of L's, lots of L's. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, if I thought how, real how, hard I have an about idea. it. I got it. Got to wait for yeah. you to remember. Ready? Yeah. Lily ends with an E for uh, no, for no. eldest. Mm-mm. No, Lily. No, won't work. That won't. Lily work. eldest. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with my system? Is it the oldest one or the youngest I, one? I don't care. Yeah, I really don't. It's care. The older. It's the older one. You think I'm offended? No, not. No. So she is just a crazy driver, and I said you can't. You can't do that. You can't it's do that. Dangerous. It's dangerous. And it's dangerous for people on the fucking road. Yeah, there's a Stop system. giving women a bad name. There's a sisterhood. I got to look out for yeah, you. Yeah. So then she realized that. She was just not, she was doing too many things. Yeah. Really, if people get in a car behind, it's a weapon of mass destruction. It really, it's a big responsibility. It's not a joke. Do it ain't not, a joke, boo. Correct. So yeah. she, she wanted to have her car up at Reed College this year, and I said, absolutely not. Oh. Not going to let you. Yeah. But it's next down year, here. It's down here. It's, I drove it today. Uh-huh. And so she just Ubers if she has to go somewhere. She, she just Ubers. Ubers. Uh, got her an Uber gift card for Christmas. Mm-hmm. She prefers Lyft. Just going to say that. Put mm-hmm. that out there. So mm-hmm. get her some of those, put some Lyft dollars in there for yeah. her. Yeah. And um, she gets around that. And she also does something unthinkable. Hitchhikes. She takes the bus. Oh, okay. She takes the bus. Wow. So she goes to the grocery store. She loves Trader Joe's. She'll do all that. Yeah. And she just gets some mass transit. I just think they, the bus... It's much will, easier there for than here. Yeah, than here. The, here, you know, if they had a one lane, 
just for buses to where only buses can ride on the street so where brilliant. there's no traffic. London's like That's that. a reason yep. to t- catch the bus. But why do I want to sit in traffic on some smelly ass bus yep. when I can just take my car? In London, is it has that. And better yet, if a car goes into that lane, they get fined. Good. It's like $300. If they get caught in that lane, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. They do it right because their traffic is out of control. It's out of control. They're like we are. Yeah. It's that bad over there. But they do things right like that. Yeah. Okay. We need to we need to take note of healthcare in other countries, especially in the UK. We need to take note of the traffic. If we can follow those, it'd be a lot easier. Lily has no problem taking mass transit in yeah. Portland. Yeah. I'd have no problem taking the bus in, in New York. Same. I'll take the bus. I'll take I the love train. the bus in New York. Yeah, I took Great. it over the train. Yeah, because it was just easier. Yeah, and sometimes I would get claustrophobic underground, so it was just easier. Except in the snow, that's a whole different game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have to go to our. our, our so who's on our Tony show Hale here? and Cleo Duvall? Oh yeah, we, we have v? another. We have another break though, don't we? Yeah, so okay. we're going to come back. All right, we'll take a break. I just love fragrances, same, Michelle. And same. if you are like me and Michelle, you need to try Scentbird. Oh, guys, Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. I just sprayed mine on Rue. Uh. Now, a way for you to discover new perfumes and colognes without buying an entire bottle, because a lot of people think, well, I want to try that. I want to let it sit on my skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to love it. Mm. Well, Scentbird is just for you, because they have more than 450 designer brands for you to choose a perfume or cologne from each month. We're talking Prada, Tom Ford, Versace, Mantel, which is my favorite, mm. Cartier, Glossier, Gucci, get that? Mm-hmm. Calvin Klein, so many more. You can try the brands you want. It's the real deal. Choose the perfume you want to try, and they're going to send you a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays, Rue. That's amazing. And you know what? I've got something on my right arm yep. and something on my left arm, yep. and I smell fabulous. And you're a genius at blending fragrances. I've, I don't feel that confident about it doing it myself. Thank I you. I don't know how you've done this, Michelle, but you are a genius with scents. And if you. you're telling me to go to Scentbird, I'm going to Scentbird. Thank you. I actually chose them for you, what I picked out for you. This is what we got. I got the same ones for Rue that I got for myself because I know Rue. And by the way, if you're not sure of what scent that you're looking for, you can sort and find your fragrance by brand style occasion or season and they have their own true scent quiz to discover more so if you're still confused take Scentbird's true scent quiz now I got room 1015 mm-hmm. electric wood mm-hmm. I got Montel oud forest which is one of my favorite brands Montel mm. Molinard fig which oh, I just I love that just sprayed that on you mm. um, Tom Ford gray vetiver and confessions of a rebel about last night those are the ones that I chose for Rue and myself and they're unbelievable and Rue with this exclusive offer offer just for our listeners they can get 50% off their first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash rue. Use the offer code RU for 50% off your first month. That's S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash rue for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Sign on and smell amazing. When are you going back to New York? I don't know. I think um, probably for the... For that, for that ball. If if I can get so and so to pay for it, uh-huh. I'm going to go to that ball. You are. If I can get so and so to pay for it, uh-huh. though, because um, I, you know, there's a lot. It's a lot because I would have to have the whole yes, team come and do. Because I would do the whole. Yeah, uh-uh-uh. you'd have to. Because it'd be like, what's the point? And then you know what I would do? I would go out that back highway. Mm-hmm. I would go right out that back row. Oh, you think I don't know? It's, get the Uber. Get the call the, the Uber. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to be sitting there doing selfies with the um with um you know uh-huh. them. I know who. Uh huh. <laughs> I got like, you. It seems. 
Also uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah. And not only that, but it's just like, um, I'm really not interested. That's one of the great things about getting older. It's like, A, you don't feel like you have to impress anybody. You know that's all that would it, yeah. be going on. And I, I don't really, there. I, there's not one person who I think, oh, I'm dying to meet them. Or I'd love to. I just not one. Is that sad though? There's not one person on this planet who I think, I really want to meet them. Mm, I've only got one. I, I know. Mean, now that I know Patty. Um, yeah, yeah. And listen, there's a lot of people that I love and respect in that world, like mm-hmm. Glenn Closes and people like that. But um, for me, you know, there's only... Yeah, that one, but then you're going to be really, very disappointed. I know, I don't even want to. You know, yeah. I've said it a million don't, times. You shouldn't. you shouldn't. I don't want to until the time is right and we're here and it's a thing. You know, it, you know uh, when I think about the times that I meet, met those people, um, people I really admired, I was not really myself. I was really trying to be something that I thought they would 100%. like, yep. you know, and then, but then, you know, we, we didn't end up becoming friends or anything anyway. So I really should have just been not wasting the moment. Not what yeah. I should have just really been myself. Cause like, I remember around Donna summer, I was very, I wouldn't, I didn't cuss. I was very, but my because normal Christianity thing, I guess people, I wanted yeah, but to we sort had of her on the radio. Was that when you were talking about? No, I went up to, uh, I went up to see her at one of the casinos in, Connecticut. Oh, once and spent some time with her Morongo? backstage. I don't know. That's here. That's oh. here. I don't know. It was maybe Fox Hills or Fox was Woods. It Fox Woods. One of those. This is twenty something years ago. Right. Uh, and you know, we had a good time. I brought her Mac makeup, and we we talked. And stuff. But I was not myself. I was I didn't cause I wasn't wasn't my sense of humor. It felt actually uncomfortable because I hate having to fit myself into any type of box that's so true and i do the same thing i think we all do as humans because we especially if somebody you admire and look up to so much you want that person to love everything about you and and in my my head it's like she'll want to hang out with me yeah we'll go for coffee and then it never ends up yeah or usually doesn't end up that way sometimes people connect and that's that not that i just speak in 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 a battery of curse words all the no, time but, but you felt I like i want to you... be able to say whatever i want that's what keeps me from being around people is that um you know you know you have to be so careful now you do you really do and i, I told lily that because she had that problem at school you know yeah liberal kids are just yeah you know. and that was that was a screwed up situation that kid there was something wrong with that other kid she was almost being led into a trap yeah you know what i mean but at the end of the day um you are smart to not kind of do that until yeah. time progresses with said person. True. And sometimes it'll never progress. Like if I ever met my queen, mm-hmm. um, it, it could be the one and only chance. It might not ever, she might not go, oh, I love you. Like in my, I've had dreams about us mm-hmm. being best friends. Yeah. Probably not going to happen, Michelle. Yeah. Snap out of it. Yeah. But I would want to kind of be, like when I met Gaga, I was very much me. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, you know, at one point she goes, oh, Michelle. But she saw me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me trying to be anything that I yeah. wasn't. And I was kind of like, this feels good in, in my skin doing this. Yeah. And at 50 years old, I kind of earned the right to be me. Yeah. And at your age, you earn the right to be you. Yeah. But yes, you do have to be careful. Yeah. Because, um, yes. You know. Where are those glasses from? These, oh, thank you for asking. These are from... You know, Optica Dublin, the place that I use in Ireland. But it, the, this is Teo. It looks like Theo. Mm-hmm. Teo, it's a Japanese company. They are so gorgeous. I love those. Yeah. They're beautiful. They did a um, uh, collab with Matali Krasit, who is like a an artist and does homeware and 
architecture and she's brilliant and this was um, one of the lines. Did you read that story in the New York Times about the real cost of eyeglasses? Oh my God. Did I was going to text that? it to you. Uh-huh. There was a guy... Who was in the industry for, for years. years and years. He sold his company to someone else and blah, blah, blah. He broke it down and said, this is what they actually cost. Yeah, they actually this cost is the markup. $3. Yeah, the most. The most. The well, designer the higher, ones. They were saying, the ones that are made in J- Japan. Japan uses very expensive hinges. Blah, blah, blah. At the most, you're going to spend, I think it's like $7, $8. Right. But the markup is, th- they're $400 yeah. Yeah. when you buy them. So I've bought glasses. What's your most expensive glasses? My pair most of glasses expensive you pair of glasses that I ever bought. Yeah, not gifted. Yeah, um, Gucci, thirteen hundred dollars. Wow, they are the. My husband bought them for me for my twentieth wedding anniversary. Yeah. I've already lost a fucking stone. Yeah, I called Detox because she lost it. She was like, "Bitch, I lost seven stones." Mm-hmm. When you bring it to Gucci, they then have to send them out. Mm-hmm. I have my prescription in them. She said it took them three months to get back. Mm-hmm. That it, it's upsetting. I, you know, David bought them for my anniversary. And they were thirteen hundred dollars. It's the ones with all the crystals. Yeah. around them, and they're, and then I paid an extra hundred and twenty to get my prescription put in. Yeah, with anti-reflective coating, etc. Um, for the most part, I buy vintage on eBay mm-hmm. or Etsy or, you know, I go to Goodwill, I go to garage sales, and I find so many for 99 cents. Yeah. Well, the most expensive glasses I've ever bought, I bought two pair at the same time. They were nine, $980 each. What brand? I don't know. I'm showing show them to you. Show me, show me, show me. I, I will. So, you know, when you go high-end designer like a Gucci or, you know, there's incredible... Like, see eyewear here in L.A. makes incredible, incredible frames. Yeah. Then there's Oliver Peoples that is expensive as well. I don't know who makes I'll tell these, you. but I got, I got um, uh, this pair that were black with blue fl- front frames and uh, blue lenses. And then I got a, a tortoise brown with a sort of kind well, of brownish it's mustard. It's a Japanese brand. I can tell by the writing. Yeah. It's, it's unmarked. Where were these? They were at H. Lorenzo. There's some markings in here. Yeah, There's, it's Japanese writing. It's Japanese writing. Okay. I, can't, I haven't been schooled yet in yeah. Japanese writing. No, but I, I put these on and oh, I just love them stunning. so much. They're so... They remind me of that woman, Ann Slater, the socialite in New York. Uh-huh. Ann Slater. And she always wore these sort of blue glass... Did they do... Did High Optic do the f- lenses? No. You I just bought them, them straight out. Straight out. Yeah. The, the rack Let me just try like on. this. They're so gorgeous. To me, you know, and to you. Oh my God, they look gorgeous. So, they're on so you. beautiful. Eyewear is jewelry for the face. Yeah. There's they look gorgeous on they're you. They're so stunning. There's there's no to me, that's what I spend my money on. I love a bag. I love a pair of shoes. Yeah. But me too. I spend my money on my eyewear. But I think it's worth it because the older we get, the more we you need reading glasses. Mine are for distance when I drive. But if I'm going to do it, I want them to be pretty. Yeah. I don't need as many pairs as I have. Well, but that's why, you know, I've had no problem going down to Santee Alley or these cheap places and and, and taking them into the our, our guy, the Optum. Did I teach you how to do that? Did I tell you about yes. doing that? Yes. So there's a place called Sunglass Spot. I want them to be a sponsor because I love them. Sunglassspot.com. Almost all the glasses are $5. I think the Premier Collection is 10 What? I'm not kidding. I have bought the cutest frames there. I bring them into high optic and I get oh, them. Oh, don't say oh, sorry. Name. I bring them into our place. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then um, that's because we don't want them to get too crowded. Exactly. And then I get my prescription. I'm going to show you a pair I put on as one of my, you know, glasses of the day that I've been doing. Mm. And they are, they'll do whatever you want. They were $5 and they look amazing. And 
I'm telling you, they they knock off some of the really expensive brands. Yeah. And they do. I wonder them. where they make. I guess China, right? Oh, all of the frames are made in China. Um, well, that was that was the, uh, the thesis of this article, which I'm looking for now. Uh, New York Times talk. This insider talked about the markup on eyeglasses, and f- that the, everyone is getting not necessarily ripped off because you 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 want something, you buy it, but. Uh, you know, you can, oh, those are $5. fantastic. And then I had them custom do the gradient tint. Oh, nice. $5. And, but, you know, they aren't, you know, the hardware there isn't very... You're not going to look at them and go, oh, she paid $980 for them. <clears throat> right. But you'll look at them and go, those are freaking cool. I want those. Yeah, but, you know, that's the thing is that, you know, uh, uh, you know when we take them to our place, which I think, I think you should cut that name out. <laughs> We're so scared that it's going to get because so even scared. now when we go in there, there's still too many people in so there. So crowded, so crowded. But um, uh, you know, they will look at glasses and go, "Oh yeah, these are cheap. Yes. They're cheap." But they don't care. No, they don't care. And you know, he'll he'll do some pairs and and he'll come out and go, "Oh my god, these came out incredible. I yeah. want them." But yeah. I'm telling you, like Ruth said, down at Santee Alley in New York, you can go to Canal Street. You can go anywhere. You can go. You do not need to pay nine hundred and eighty dollars or fifteen hundred dollars for a pair of glasses. Right. Literally, even the Gucci ones that I have, I'll go to be honest on eBay. Yeah. And not pay less than half of what they charge. I will say though that these glasses here, the ones that I paid almost a thousand dollars for. I've never seen these before. I'm going to agree with you. I've never seen but them. But these Gucci ones that I waited and waited, and I just had them, I got them on eBay for $140. Oh my God, I Instead love of for those. 900 Look, Brilliant. How cute are they? they are they real? Yeah, these, I got them done. They're Gucci. They're Gucci. Wow. Yeah, I have to teach you how to eBay. Do you know how to eBay? I've never eBayed a day in my life. Oh, bitch. Never done it a day in my life. The, the thing is that you have to know what you want, Right. Or you don't yes. you don't go just shopping on there. Yes, I do because I'll type in vintage Tura glasses, vintage Teo, vintage. Have you ever had a problem Halston. with 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 eBay sellers? In I've been eBaying since ninety seven. Yeah, and I think I've had a problem twice. Okay, one sold me a fake Rolex. Yeah, but you know what I did because that's considered mail fraud. Yeah, the FBI got involved. Yeah, they said that of all the people that he frauded, I was the only one that got their money back. I was like, please, this is How for my dad. How did you dad. get the money? Where'd I you did a story and a half. This is for my dad's 60th birthday. My mom is, you know, bought it for him. She ha- We have no money. Yeah. He sent back almost all, short by like $50. Wow. He sent it on. And the FBI guy that I spoke to said, you are so lucky. He did, He frauded everybody, did not. Wow. So I played on something that affected him. And what him. was the other time? The other one was <clears throat> I bought a bunch of, back when Dolce & Gabbana were innocent and, um, uh, a bunch this guy was selling it so cheap and I was like it looks real when I got it I was like this has and then then it, I realized things started falling apart and labels Dolce Gabbana what? clothing uh-huh. jeans t-shirts yeah. cute stuff that was like current season mm-hmm. $30 mm. 40 like it wasn't even dawning on me <clears throat> and um, so I didn't get fraud I got frauded by him but I didn't really care as much and but what do you look for? I mean are, I mean, there are there are telltale signs that these people are on the you up read, and up? Yes, or? you read their reviews. Yeah. They have feedback. Um, and you read their feedback and you can see this person stiffed me. This is a fake. They'll tell mm-hmm, you on mm-hmm. there. And they won't, eBay's good about not taking it off. Yeah. Whereas on Yelp, you can hide reviews or pay for reviews. Same thing on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You can't do that on eBay because they will be right. And they, when you go to post a negative, they'll go, are you sure? Because getting a negative on eBay is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I'll... I'll read that stuff. Um, I know what I'm looking. You can even go vintage '70s eyewear. Mm-hmm. 
if you don't know the brands or if you want, you know, you can look for anything. It is so massively super saturated now Hmm. that people are not, you can't like as a seller, because I I sell on there too. You can't get what you think you deserve on there because it's super fucking saturated. Mm -hmm. But as a buyer, you can get some good stuff. There are people that ask way too much for things, but if you know what you're looking for. Yeah. And I have it under a name that nobody will ever know. Mm-hmm. So I like going incognito on there. Mm-hmm. And then I think I might start an eBay name with my stuff that I can do on eBay too, because I'm pretty proficient in eBay, whereas Poshmark takes 20%. eBay doesn't take that much. How much does eBay take? Less. It ends up being um, probably like around 10 Okay. Because they own PayPal as well. Right. So everything's done through there. Oh. So it's really easy. eBay's so much easier for me. Um, but I've been doing Poshmark a lot more because it's a public. I can tweet it. I can post. You can do that on eBay too. They're starting to do that a little bit more. But um, it's Michelle Visage on there. So it's easier on Poshmark for that. Yeah. No. I'll I, teach you the ways of it. Because if you have stuff you really want to get or sell. I, I wouldn't sell anything. Okay. I, yeah, if you have stuff but, you want to buy, I'll show you how to yeah, do it. Yeah. And it just comes in the mail. Comes in the mail. Yeah. Wherever you sell it, you hook up your PayPal to it, it's done. Mm. And it's easy. And so people look at my glasses and they're like, you have, these are all yours. Yeah, they're all mine. When I do the 365 days of eyewear, these are all mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't think that I paid How full price. How far in advance do you um, take the pictures? Do you, you, you have a whole stockpile of pictures? You don't take them the day that you post them. No, the, I don't. I'm stockpiling them. So Yeah, because for you who don't, for yous who don't know, she has a, a, a photograph of herself on Instagram with a new pair of glasses uh, every day, a different pair of glasses every day. But um, you, uh, you've stockpiled the pictures. The, the pictures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. we're going to be traveling for a month. I'm not bringing 30 pairs of eyeglasses. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll bring eight that I'm going to wear, you know, on the show sporadically or wherever I'm going to go. And I'll travel with eight pairs. Not a lot. I do not bring my high end glasses with me. I bring cute little lower ends. You know, God forbid something happens. They get lost. They get crushed. Whatever. I yeah. have them. But as far as... Um, the pictures go, it's a lot easier to stockpile them. So I have them in my arsenal ready to post. Well, for you guys who um, who hadn't read that article about eyeglasses in the markup, I was looking for the article. Maybe you could just search it in the, the New York Times uh, and just look for... I thought I had it here in my, uh, in my files here. But... Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. It's right here. Um, it's called, How Badly Are We Being Ripped Off on Eyewear? Oh. Former Industry Exec tells all when oh, it's I in the la that, times it's the la times when i saw that i clicked right into it yeah and i was like shit actually that get guy um uh adam conover had done an expose on his show about eyewear adam ruins everything he talks about the, the two major companies that own Safalo and luxottica yes exactly yeah. who own they own all, everything they own everything opulence yeah yeah they own everything. Can you believe Opulence. how that thing has taken off? I mean, yes, there's memes. Yeah, I can believe it. Well, we're talking now about on season whatever we're on. Uh, Eleven. The kid, the kid uh, does... Opulence. Yeah, she's from Africa. Yeah. And she, in her line for... Uh, she's doing... Um, Good Black- God Girl, Get Out. Yes, Get, get Out. Yes. yes. And then on the we spoofed the movie Get Out and we spoofed the movie Black Panther. Well, her thing was Get Out and she has to say... Opulence, I own everything. You own everything, yeah. Oh, you own everything. everything. She was saying you earn everything. You earn opulence. Opulence, you earn everything. You earn everything. That was Mercedes Simon Diamond. Bless her. A huge meme all over the internet. It's hilarious. That's how it happened with Miss Vanjie. Yeah. 
And Vanji was hilarious in that too. Yeah. And and Kahana Montrese also. I mean, it was very funny. Very funny. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, so we've got um, Tony Hill and uh, Claire, Duvall. Claire Duvall, who I did a movie with her many twenty years ago, uh, called "But I'm a Cheerleader." Yes, you did. All those years ago, and uh, we've got them coming up next on our podcast. We'll be right back. How is it possible that an electric toothbrush can be sexy? Sexy. It's sexy, Michelle. Yes. You know the streamlined design. It, it feels so twenty first century, and the colors are just it feels modern i you know what i can't confession i cannot wait to brush my teeth rue is talking about the quip and one of the most important things we do for our health every single day is brushing our teeth let you guys better brush your teeth yet most of us don't do it properly quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers it was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple affordable and even like rue says enjoyable for starters it is an electric toothbrush the quip but that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes you can pack the right amount of punch Pack the right amount of buzz. Yes, it buzzes. <laughs> and pack the right amount of clean. That's exactly what Quip is all about. Now, it has sensitive sonic vibrations. Gentle enough on your sensitive gums. People brush too hard. They think that brushing harder is better and you blunt your gums start bleeding. Yeah. Absolutely not. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes either. And that's the great thing about Quip. When they talk about the sensitive sonic vibrations, it's like vibrating. Yeah. Stop. That's when you know to move to the other quadrant that's of right. your mouth. Yeah. It doesn't require a clunky charger. It runs for three months on one charge and I'm not going to lie here mine's been running longer than three Mine months too. on yeah. one charge yeah. we love Quip and everything about it and that's why they're backed by over 20,000 dentist professionals Quip starts at just 25 bucks and if you go to getquip.com slash rue right now you're going to get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush that's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash rue it's getquip.com Style, Michelle. Some people got it, some people don't. But if you don't, you can go on over to Stitch Fix. They'll fix you right on up. Amen. They've reinvented how we find and buy clothes, Rue. You just answer some basic questions about your sizes, your favorite styles, and your budget right from your laptop, even on your phone or your tablet. It's that easy. You then get a personal stylist. Yes, bougie bitch. You get a personal stylist. <laughs> they spring into action and they hand select five brand new clothing items just for you. Now, I know you're thinking, well, this person doesn't know me. Well, guess what? You fill out that little quiz and you tell them what you like so then they know your style and they could pick it out. Their styling fee is only 20 bucks, which is actually waived if you keep all five items. And since your personal stylist only uses your preferences, like I said, to pick your clothes, you're still in complete control. Once they arrive, you go to your mirror, you try them on, and you only pay for what you keep. If you don't like it or you need something else in a different size, send the items back. No questions asked. You can, And also, by the way, shipping is free both ways. When you get it and when you send it back, it's always free. Get your fix whenever you want or you can sign up to receive scheduled shipments the choice is yours we love stitch fix and we know you will too hurry to stitchfix.com slash rue to get started now if you keep all five items in your box you get 25 percent off your entire purchase stitchfix.com slash rue that's stitchfix.com slash ru Hey, uh, Chow, we have uh, some special guests coming up on here, and we were just talking about Tony Hill and, and Clea Duvall are going to be here, but first, we were talking about Tony Hill and mm. how sexy he is. I don't mm -hmm. want to talk about it when he's here, just because it makes people feel uncomfortable. You Do you know? think so? I think so. Why? Because well, of me no, too? Well, no, not that, because <laughs> remember when we had uh, Simmons, Simons, uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. was his name? Mm-hmm. That guy, um, Tim, uh, Tim, Tim Simons. Tim Simons, yeah. is that his name? Timothy Simons. Yeah. After I Charlie Green Jizz yeah, face. Jonah. Yeah, Jonah. After I told him about how fat and sexy his ass 
yeah. is, uh-huh. he sort of clammed up a little bit. And I oh, and he's like that though. I'm not. Well, we're not going. I'm not going to take the chance. Oh, I will. You will. Yeah, you do can it. do I'll it. Do it for us. You can do it. It's, yeah. it's sort of you know. It's he's open of, that way though, and I think you know what I think. I don't. I don't think that people aren't open to it. I think somebody like him, a character actor, not Tony, uh-huh, Timothy uh-huh, Simons. Uh-huh is not used to hearing it. Right, right. So it's uncomfortable for them because they're like, what? Nobody's ever said that. I can't believe people have not looked at him and thought, ooh, child, look at that sexy No, that plays against type of what he's used to be. I I don't know. I don't know what type is. I can't understand people, Michelle. It's like Al Bundy. I gave up years ago. You know, you love Al Bundy, Ed O'Neill. Yeah. You know, when he was Al Bundy. When he was Al Bundy. Right, when he was Al Bundy. And that's, like... If somebody, he was the anti-man. Yeah, but you, you know, yeah, we talked about this. I've said, my first time saying it, this podcast, we talked about this. <laughs> oh, we're not supposed to say we're we talked about this. We talked about this third time That's out the it. window. Yeah. Um, uh, I grew up not, I was immune to what Hollywood and everyone was telling me was sexy. Like, this, with People's Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive always means, oh, somebody's got a movie to promote, and they choose someone on the cover of the People Magazine, Sexiest Life, someone who is anti-sexy, no. so that, because Americans are afraid of sex, and if you're really sexy, you can't be on, a, on People's Magazine, because it'll scare people. I fully agree, and you and I have never marched to the beat of the regular drummer. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. We've always marched oh, wait, to the There was a drummer? Listen, the first person I think I had a crush on was Willie Ames. Now, uh-huh. he mm-hmm. was, and Sean Cassidy, obviously, before Those, are, those were programmed throbs. into you, though. But then, correct. But yeah. then when I had my own mind, mm-hmm. I went for the not obvious Sean Penn in Bad Boys. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And Isai Morales, too. But Sean Penn, there was something about him. And then Spicoli. Like, he is not the norm. No, he's not the norm. And that started my kind of love affair with big noses. And, yeah. and we like different things yeah. than the average people's sexiest man alive yeah 100 percent. honestly i think if people were to dig deep oh look who's, look who's here? here come on in come on here's your seat over here basta what's up yes i'm gonna close oh they close the door good hi tony hale is hi, here guys. you look fabulous in your suit who makes that suit think perry ellis it's fantastic can i just tell you what we were talking about and you've lost weight too have i yes you have uh, i'll say it rue won't it, say it yeah I think i'm not it gonna might say be it. the structuring of the suit but oh I well that. okay all right we're just talking about how sexy you are to us. Oh, now, my gosh. Yeah, why'd you have to bring me into it? Okay, I thought I, you were going to just say yeah. how sexy you are to me. Yeah. Oh, now, nice. do you hear I, that? I don't want him to feel uncomfortable. No, no and no I disrespect to your lovely fully. wife. Yeah. I've got a lovely husband. Today's my 21st anniversary. Hey, oh, congratulations. What yeah. is today, June what? 20th. That's my parents' anniversary. Oh, no wow. way. Yeah, Maybe 20th. Michelle is your mother. Oh, my God. Guys, Quite today's possibly. the day I found out. <laughs> <laughs> I gave birth to you when I was two. Happy yes. about this. Um, but do you hear that a lot? Because you play these quirky characters. We got Buster, yeah, yeah, we yeah. got Gary. You know, you play the not, you know, not the male no, no, no. sex lead. He, he's right. not a picture of masculinity. Do you hear that? How I sexy you are? I don't. And I always, I, I kindly receive it. Do you really? <laughs> no, no, because we were talking, and I'm the, I don't think you're sexy. Okay. Because I don't want me to feel uncomfortable. But you know what, Ru? I think you're beautiful. But if I did, if I did think you were sexy, would it sexy, make you uncomfortable? Would it make you uncomfortable? No. Okay. Well, well then you. I can tell the truth. <laughs> I think you are. It's you know what it is. Wait, now why would you think that would make me uncomfortable? Because well, men are weird. You're men straight. are weird. And and this is the other oh. thing is that your skin, the texture, the color of your skin, with in relation to the color of your hair. And really? yeah, I have never heard this. I'm serious. And this is your exciting. your intellect as an actor, you can tell oh. how. 
friggin' smart you are. You can oh, really tell. Very nice. Especially having seen you on both Arrested Development and in V, oh, you yes. get to see the choices that you make. And intellect is sexy. Yeah. And wit. Well, those performances come from a lot of pain. So. Oh, well, <laughs> I should hope so. Because mm-hmm. you make it. us laugh. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. That is really kind to say. Well, it's true. It's Thank very you. true. Now, okay, so what do we know you from before those things? Because, first of all, the, you know, uh, Arrested Development right. was the re- huge breakthrough. Well, that was my first big gig. Yeah. When I got that job, I had been doing commercials in New York. My first uh, theater show in New York was Shakespeare in the Parking Lot. Oh, okay, Shut yeah. I, I think yeah. That Michelle's familiar yes, with Yes, I yeah. am. Yeah. Mine's Shakespeare in the Back Alley. Okay, okay yeah. yeah. I did Taming of the Shrew in a parking lot in the mm. East Village. Uh-huh. And I was doing commercials. I was always kind of the quirky guy who wasn't all there, kind of like, you know, the stupid guy. And then the audition for Arrested Development came bo- came over, and I they flew me out to LA. I'd never been on a studio lot. Wow! I had never had that amount of free food, which was very yeah. exciting. Did you Did you get to sit on the casting couch? I uh, now when you say that, do you mean did I? Did you have to put out to get the part? <laughs> I did not. I don't think anybody would want to put out. I mean, that's very. Oh, kind of Tony. Yeah, I don't know about that because you say that you, you know, that was your first big break, but I yeah. had seen you before. Well, I, did, I was I familiar I, with you. I remember I did a little spot in Sex in the City, a little spot in The Sopranos, but I, I did like commercials for a long time. Like mm. I was in this Volkswagen commercial where I was like singing Mr. Roboto in a car. Mm. I'm just kind of stuff. I was just kind of yeah. the guy that wasn't all there. Yeah. But like, here's the they pay. I was so grateful to them. They paid my nationals bills. are great. Wow. Yeah. But you know what I also loved? I did commercials, but before that. A cater waiter. Did you guys ever cater waiter? Were you? I know that people do. I've never yeah. done it. And I've before. heard the really good money too. Yeah, it's really good money, and you don't have to deal with the people that much. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You just put the food out. Sure. And then you can just don't have. It's not waiting tables. Where you have to deal with the attitude and stuff. It's all yeah. the same. Food. All you need is a pair of black pants and it's a white shirt. In and, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. In Manhattan, you got a flat five hours. Uh, whatever you did, you got five hours paid. It was twenty bucks an hour. Yeah, and that was that is really good money. That is good money. So, I know. So hundred dollars. I, I did that. I did that. All the time. And then I was able to do commercials. And then the more commercials I got, I wasn't able, I didn't have to carry yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of New York, New yes, York, yes. I all roads lead to mm-hmm. Liza Minnelli. You know what? Tell and me I what you learned her. as an actor working with Liza Minnelli, Judy's daughter. Yes. Okay, let me tell you right now. I remember the day that they came up to me and they said, just so you know, your girlfriend's going to be Liza Minnelli. <gasps> Did you die? What did you do? Well, you know what? It was one of those things. I was already in shock from yeah. just being on a show yeah. on a lot, and I, and I, it was by that time I was like, "All right, let's let's yeah. just go with it." Yeah, what's coming next? Yeah, and I met her. She could not. I'm sure you guys have met her. Yeah, she could not be more gracious. Yes. When she tells stories, they don't come from a place of ego. They came from a place of listen to my life. That's right. Sam, I was in a I was in a cab with Sammy Davis Jr. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. yes. And she took my wife and I out to lunch once. She sang for us in the backseat of my car. What song oh was my it? God. Liza with a Z. Uh huh. Oh, not had- Lisa with an S. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that would be Snazu. <laughs> And I had never heard her music that much because I yeah. think that's how it came up because she had just done a concert in Carnegie Hall. And of course, my wife and I, we were driving in our Chevy Malibu at the time. She was sitting in the back, started chain smoking. We didn't know what was happening. Wait, Liza was in the back of your Chevy Malibu? And wait a minute, were you sit- talking about Liza at Carnegie Hall? Like the Liza at Carnegie yeah. Hall? Was it- no, not that one. Okay, that was, she's that was in been the- there several okay. times, Michelle. Yeah. 
But she was she insisted on sitting in the back seat because she wanted to just to smoke. To smoke. Yeah. And so what then brand she, did she smoke? I don't remember. I bet they I were Marlboro Lights. Oh, sure. oh yeah. my god. I apologize, yeah. guys. I'll Pay give you the details next time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But she started talking about her, and I said, I and I I knew some of her music, and I and we said something. She says, you know what? I'm going to sing you a song. Oh. And the best part was she had done it so many times that she can hear the orchestration. Oh. So she'd go Liza with a Z. In the backseat of my car. Yeah. And my wife wow. and I were like, what? Just left our bodies. Yeah. And then she took us out to lunch. She started telling us stories about her mama and oh. how she loved her mama, how she was raised on the MGM lot. Yeah, she was. And again, we just, I could listen to her stories all the time. Yeah, yeah. And what, as an actor, what did you, did she know her lines? Yeah, did she, she knew know, her lines. When you did scenes with her, did you ever forget that you were doing a scene with Liza Minnelli? You know, if I'm being honest, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there was this point where it's like, all right, I'm about to make out with Liza. It's like you had to kiss yeah. Liza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Which was a gift. Yes. Oh, yeah. And um, no, I don't think I ever. But it. But she was so. She was just so gracious because when you're dealing with an icon, you mm. never know what you're gonna yeah, get. Right. And it's like she just. With everything she's been through, you're either going to be really bitter yeah. or you're going to go the grace route. Oh, yeah. And she went the grace route. Oh, wow. And it's like, that is the route you want to go. And That's I just have huge go. admiration for her. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Terrific. Now, <laughs> terrific. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, if for people out there, if you are new to Liza Minnelli, start with the uh, Pet Shop Boys album called Results. Why have you, are you ever starting heard that with album? that? Because it is, I know, bitch, you want to go to Broadway. There is a Broadway well, song on there. Losing My Mind y- y- is on there, yes. which is from the Bra- Sondheim show, Follies. Correct. But why are you choosing that album? Oh, because Tony mm-hmm. and people listening, it is a masterpiece. And I don't say this about every album. I'm a music freak. Sure. That album is a masterpiece. It's under, when it came out, it wasn't a big hit. But if you listen to it, it has stood the test of time. It's called Results mm. by Liza Minnelli. <laughs> it's, presu- it's produced by the Pet Shop Boys. Yes. Wow. Go and Spotify what, like, it now. Year it's 89. 89. Came out in 89. Okay. loads before that, kids. Loads. Loads of oh, songs yeah, yeah. before that. Now, Tony but Hill. Let me tell you this too. Yes, also tell too. me this. Yeah. When she would sit in a chair, she wouldn't, you know, she would sit in a director's chair and her legs would sit as though she was about to break out in Like cabaret. in a Fosse move? Yes. Shut yes. up. Like yes. This. yes. And she, her legs were spread out like she was just yes. about to break out in song. Oh. And I was, and she was like, I'd like a Diet Coke, please. Yes. I will get you whatever you want. Wow. Just keep telling me stories. With a now, jazz hand. was she yes. a good kisser? Man, I... Did you, did you do Hollywood kissing or real life kissing? No, it was just... I think it was just like a... Hollywood. Hollywood mm. kiss, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, tongue. Yeah. No, tongue. Mm. no tongue. No tongue. No tongue. No, no, Okay. No tongue. Um, now, you... I love that you're like confused. But... No tongue. All right, huh. I would have chosen otherwise. Yeah, well, you just... <laughs> you never know. You never Ram know. Ram it in! <laughs> and she knew all of her lines. She knew all of her lines. Rue, you can't get... Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think here's the thing. When you get to, a, I mean, when she's when you get to a certain age, there are other people that are kind of that age yeah. that have a hard time. I think the fact is, I fumble. You know, yeah. it's like when, and I think she just has the natural like fumbling and all that kind sure. of stuff. But she would just get on track. She also did her own stunts. I remember one time she had to she had to fall back and do like like do a back rollover. Did a back rollover just like rolled How? over. Okay, yeah. yes, you say that. You say that, but. When I was watching Arrested Development recently, yeah. I saw you two doing a scene, and she had a stand in, and you had she a stand in. But that was in the latest. This was like first season. There was uh-huh. some. There was some scene outside, and she had. It was, was outside on the, grass, on the pier. 
Uh, oh, oh, yo, you're, you're, talking, no, about you're talking about the stunt. You're talking yeah, about the stunt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I, I know what you're talking about. You're yeah. talking about on the pier, and there yes. was a woman kind of in a black wig. Yeah. But earlier on, she did this thing where she had to, she rolled over on her back, and it, or like did a back rollover, and it was yeah. her. And she just, Really? Yeah, with yeah. those I don't hips think and those I knees. I could have done yeah. that now. Could no, you? I wouldn't do it. I'd right. stand in the stand. Thank yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I guess she, when for the uh, for the single, not single, the day before single de Mayo single de Quattro scene, I guess she wasn't available, or you guys had different schedules. Well, that whole season, they had to kind of kind of Frankenstein the whole thing together because people well, because had different part schedules. Part of it is of a different network. Yeah, yeah, and Netflix had their new model where they were putting it out all at the same time. This was right in the beginning, so they knew that they could kind of each they could kind of you could watch it like a jigsaw puzzle, so right? Go to different places, so it was a little crazy. They had to kind of do a lot of green screen. I love stuff. that show so much. Now let's talk about Veep for a minute. Now we've had <sighs> other mem- cast members from Veep on the show, and we just can't wrap our heads around how you guys are able to make it feel so improv-y. Mm. How do you do that? What's the process of making Veep feel like this wild um, voyeur? Rhythm session for yeah, us viewers because you said I was talking to him and you said that you don't improv that much that everything's pretty much written it's pretty it's really scripted however I'm, I'm sure uh, the other feedbackers you've had on they give us rehearsal time so yeah. we can kind of like find bits we can not bits we can kind of find how to make something uh, the rhythm yeah. of it how we can gel with each other how does it feel so mechanical yeah. and then we get on set it really becomes this kind of organized chaos mm-hmm. where it's like we, we kind of go over it a few times to make it look messy, but it's very choreographed. Oh my God, it's such a great show. And you're coming back again. We're coming back again. We start uh, in August. Julia's doing great. Yes, good. She's doing fantastic. And we're going to start shooting like in August. And then, you know, that's our final season, season. which Mm. I'm really excited about. I mean, you guys know it's like you create a family. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... uh, it's going to be That sad. is a gazillion yeah. Emmy Award winning uh, It family. certainly is. And yeah. listen, I know we only you have guys you, too. We you only guys have you guys. for a little bit, but I want to talk about Archibald too. What oh, is yeah. Archibald? So, I love talking about Archibald. Uh-huh. Okay, so I when I got arrested development, I thought I, you were saying when I got arrested. I know I was like, oh, yeah. tell, us tell us more. Yeah. What you um, do? Was Liza there? <laughs> <laughs> but I I learned a big lesson when I got on arrested development because it was my dream and it didn't satisfy me the way I thought it was going to satisfy mm-hmm. me. And it freaked me out. Yeah. Cuz I had given getting that big thing a lot of weight when I was in New York and anytime I was going through something I was like, "Oh, but that big thing is coming." And the thing is, if you're not practicing contentment where you are, you're not going to be content when you get what you want. Ooh, say it. You, we got to say that again. <laughs> but the people that is, in the back. Oh, you're going to preach this. This yeah, is yeah. really important. But it was it's something that I've had. If you're say not, it again, Tony. Sure. Say it again. If you're not practicing contentment where you are, you're not going to be content when you get what you want. Right. Oh, amen. And it's the, but the key is practice. It does not come naturally. So it was a big lesson I learned on Arrested Development. I'm still learning. Good Lord, I'm still learning. But the book is about a little chicken who gets a card in the mail that says your big thing is here. And he's mm-hmm. like, where? And he goes on all these adventures, but every time he's on an adventure, he's like, I got to get to my next big thing. And this bee travels around with him, and it's like, you got to just be, man. You got to just be. And then in the end, he realizes the card is right, that your big thing is right mm. here. Mm. This is our big thing right here. Mm-hmm. So um, am I, when does this, am I allowed to? Yeah, you, you can, can say it, whatever it's, you it's want. Gonna, well, you, well, no, it's going to come on in the February, probably next year when oh, this great, great, episode great, great. comes on. So Netflix is doing um, a show now about the book, which I'm thrilled. Which you wrote. About, which I wrote. My friend Tony Biagni and Victor Huckabee helped write it. And then my other friends, Jacob Moffat and Drew Champion, we're doing the, the animated show for Netflix. And, the, and Archibald is now a very present chicken. And he just yes, he just yes, he just chicken. yes hands his way through life. Mm-hmm. And he just the kind of positivity 
creativity, but he also, what I love, this is one of the big messages about the show, he makes a shitload of mistakes. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason for those mistakes. He has a plan, and sometimes life goes all different ways, mm -hmm. but he goes with it, and there's a reason for those misdirects, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and he doesn't shame those mistakes. Mm. Oh, my so, goodness. That is a great uh, lesson. In fact, you know, a lot of people listening will intellectually understand what you just said. But when you get that message on an emotional level, that's mm. when you have transcended mm. what this whole thing is about. And it is that is the most important thing, right? What you said is the most important thing you could learn in this lifetime. Now, we're going to go to break. Thank you so Thanks much for, having for me. talking to us. Now, Archibald is a children's book that's available on Amazon right now. The book is called Archibald. <laughs> Arch Archibald's next big thing, and then the show is also called Archibald. Yes, yes. You can look for that. And of course, you can find uh, uh, Tony Hale on Netflix in, in the new season of Arrested Development and HBO, uh, HBO for, the, Veep. for mm. Veep. The final season. We love you, I love sexy you. mother. Such a joy to be here. You are a Aww. sexy a mofo joy. and so talented. Yeah. We love you, Tony. Yes! Hell. All right, give it up for Tom Tom. We're going to go to Thank break right now. Bye. We'll be right back. Now, everybody has to sleep, but if you're as lucky as Michelle and I, you get to sleep on a Casper mattress. Now, Casper has changed the mattress game. They've made it so easy for you to get a top quality mattress delivered right to your home. They are an online retailer of premium mattresses. Just like Ruth said, get it delivered right to the comfort of your own home. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep service with the right amounts of both sync and bounce. Take that big Frida. Hey. They also have breathable designs <laughs> that help you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. So if you're like me and getting some hot flashes about now, mm. Casper helps you just cool on down. They also offer sheets, pillows, bed frames, even dog beds. And y'all know that my Bella cannot sleep without her Casper dog bed mattress. It is unbelievable. Also, besides the original Casper, they have two other mattresses, the Wave and the Essential. The Wave features that patent-pending premium support system we talk about that mirrors the natural shape of your body. This is the top of the line. The Essential has a streamlined design at a price that won't keep you up at night. Now, get $50 towards select mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash rue. Use that offer code RU at checkout. That's casper.com slash RU. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we've got Clea Duvall here. Yay! And you look fantastic. Who makes Thank that you. suit? Um, it's actually Topshop. Is it? You yeah. know what? Come close. Scoot into that microphone. You know, I just want to talk about Topshop for a minute because Topshop and Zara, they they are so good. They rip off the best yeah. stuff in the world. What's going to happen? Are you a fashion person? Do you are you follow fashion? I'm not a huge fashion person, yeah. but I am trying to get better. Like uh, as I get older, to try to dress more like a grown up. Well, you know. Uh, so, and what changed? Why did why do you want to start dressing up? I turned 40, mm, and which is when life begins. By the way, yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and you know, I'm moving into a new place in my career where I'm directing and writing and I feel like I need to be more I don't know more adult well truthfully you know people will uh treat you differently when you wear a suit and when you dress for the part yeah it's just like it's a kind of like method acting well they're yeah, called power suits for a reason yeah yeah for they really work I know I hope you got this suit in many different colors and different things because this silhouette is great on you thank you you can wear this jacket with a pair of jeans you can wear this jacket with a black pair of pants you can wear the red pants with uh, uh, another blazer it's fantastic thank you did you have it tailored to you 
Yes, you did. did yeah. See, that's the key to fine dressing is you can buy something at Zara or at Topshop and not pay like a gazillion dollars for it. But when you have a good day, how'd you find the tailor? Because um, when you have a good tailor, that makes all the difference. I'm actually still searching. I had a bad experience with this tailor. Yeah. Um, so I'm still looking if you have someone yeah. that you know. Of, well, like you know, I like to go uh, and I hope uh, I, I'll say it out loud. Yeah. I like to go to the Four Seasons Dry Cleaners over on. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking over about. Over on uh, um, uh, Crescent Heights and Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go there. They're good. Okay. They're good. Yes. Okay. Um, now, okay. So Cleo Vall and I did a movie about almost 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> called But I'm a Cheerleader. You know, more than any other movie I've ever done. People stop me and ask about that movie. Same. See, really? Yeah. Same. What, do, what do you think that is? Why do you think that is? I I mean I think it was the f kind of the f the first of its kind at the time, and yeah. there hasn't really been anything. Even though there are so many more gay stories and gay yeah. characters and on TV and in movies, there's never really been anything quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a big love scene in that movie that's kind of it's it's weird because the love scene in the movie sort of it, it, it's it's a departure from the rest of the movie. It's mm -hmm. kind of like European sensual things. Did you have, did you have trouble um filming that? Like did you have a problem filming it? Did it make you feel uncomfortable? No, I mean I didn't feel uncomfortable. I had I felt way more uncomfortable when Natasha and I had to do our first kiss mm. for some reason, but yeah. that scene felt really I don't know. It felt really sweet. Mm -hmm. Natasha and I are friends, mm -hmm. and um, you were friends before the movie. We were friends before the movie, and we really love each other, and we're very affectionate just in general. So yeah. we did feel very comfortable. And Jamie, uh, Jamie took care Babbitt, of us. yes, Jamie the Babbitt director, took care of us, and um, we wouldn't do nudity. And I think that's why it ended up that way because oh. she wanted us to take our clothes off, and we both, you know, Natasha and I both had, you know, our body dysmorphia, our various body dysmorphias yeah. that like prevented that, yeah. And we wouldn't do it, so she had to kind of figure it out. Yeah, but I think it really works. I think it really, it really works. It's almost like a Douglas Sirk uh, uh, sort of storyline. Douglas Sirk was this director who really influenced Omar. Elmo Almodovar, mm. Pedro Almodovar, and it's very stylized. Mm -hmm. And uh, almost twenty years ago, Michelle. Now, where I are you know. from originally? Los Angeles. You're from here. Yeah. What high school did you go to? Loxa, LA County High School for the Arts. And so you you knew you wanted to be an actor from the very beginning. Yeah, from when I when I was twelve years old, my dad sat me down and he said, "You're going to be turning thirteen soon, <laughs> and <laughs> you need to figure out what you want to do with your life so you can spend thirteen to eighteen learning how to yes, do it. So that when you turn eighteen, yeah. yeah, when you turn eighteen, very you go smart. Out and do it. Yeah, it was smart. It was smart, and I'm glad he did that. Even though now it seems like a crazy thing to well, say. Well, most parents like sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Was is he a military dad? No, he's he is. I don't know. I think that he didn't go to college. My mom didn't go to college. That wasn't really a part of that wasn't going to be a part of my story for yeah, him. And yeah. so he I think he was basically like, you're on your own. You're right. going to be on your own. So you yeah. need to figure out what to do. Him, really though. smart. And yeah. then, of course, it, it, it helps. It's even better that you became a success. Yeah. Thank God. You know, yeah. Is he still around? Um, he is around. We don't. We don't really. Uh, yeah. We aren't really connected. Yeah. But. And oh, so um, you, you're on. Uh, 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 not. I was going to say Arrested Development. V. You're on V. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about it, that experience. What's the most fun about being on V? Being around the people. I yeah. mean, Tony and Julia and Matt and Tim. 
they're all so great. I yeah. mean, everybody is great. And it, it's such a supportive environment. And everybody is so funny. And everybody's just so good at what they, they do. They really are. It's, it's a master class. Yeah, it really yep. is. And it makes you, you, but you have to be better if you're going to keep up. Well, tell, tell me something I, I wouldn't know about uh, Julie, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's process because she is such a genius. Yeah. What is something, as an, as an actor watching another actor, what's something that most people don't know about her process of, 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 of working? Well, on Veep, we, you know, they're writing up to the very last minute. And even if we do a rehearsal and it's not working, the writers will go back and they, we don't shoot anything until it's 100% ready. Mm-hmm. So, And you guys rehearse too, right? Yeah, we yes. Do, we do rehearsals before, you know, they'll write the scripts and then we'll do a rehearsal and then they'll rewrite and then we'll shoot. So usually on the weekend or something, we'll do a rehearsal and do improv. And, and, and I'm that. saying that only because obviously for everything that people do on film, there is a rehearsal, but you guys do an extra rehearsal. You yeah. guys do a, a sort of a in-the-process rehearsal to watch, let the writers see things yeah. and move things around, and then you guys get to change That's things around. That's a gift. Yeah. It, I've never been on anything that did that before. Wow. It's really – especially in TV, you have no time. As you guys yeah. know, like you have no time in right. TV. And so tell me about uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, what her process is. Well, when we finally get to the place where we're doing the scene – Nine times out of ten, she will just get it because they'll rewrite it and then just give it to her. What do you mean she will just get it? She'll just get the The she'll just get the final version of the script Uh on the day, and she will be going through it and learning new lines. And she has paragraphs that are this long, you know. And she how the hell? I have no idea. There are times where I'll miss my cue line because I'm just amazed. Yeah. 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 Because she's so funny and she has moments – like she makes a choice for every line she's making a choice and it's going so fast. I mean you guys – you Yeah, you guys watch, seen the show. Yes. So fast. Love it. Love it. And that she just does that and yeah. can – and works it out. It's like watching a musician who's like yeah. really good. Like a jazz musician. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So you've been on the show for about three years now? This will be my third year, yeah. Third or, year on the show. Yeah. And when do you start filming the next season? In August. In August. Mm-hmm. Do you get do you get scared or you get butterflies before oh, yeah. you do these things? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what kind of things are you directing now? Um, I am about to direct a movie for TriStar called Happiest Season. That oh, my is. goodness. Have you directed a movie before? Yeah, I directed a movie that was at Sundance in 2016. And that was something I wrote and directed. And um, this one is uh, – it's uh, – it's like a gay Christmas movie. I mean, it's oh, not really? like that. It is yeah. a gay Christmas yeah. movie. <laughs> and, and the movie from uh, 2016, what's that one called? It's called The Intervention. The Intervention. That sounds very familiar. Now, um, uh, and is, did that movie get distribution? It did, yeah. Paramount put it out uh, in 2016 also. And is it available on Netflix? I don't think it's on Netflix. I think it's on Amazon and So iTunes. people can find it yeah. on, on the, it's called The Intervention. Mm-hmm. And who stars in it? Natasha's in it. Natasha Leone. Natasha Leone, Melanie Linsky. Uh, uh, our cast members from... Right, uh, from, from, from... But I'm a Cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From, uh, but I'm a Cheerleader. Uh, Melanie Linsky, uh, Natasha Leone. Jason Ritter, Ben Schwartz, Kobe Smulders, Vincent Piazza, and Alia Shawkat. And your directing style, what would you say it was like? Are you a taskmaster? Are you let, you let the actors sort of work it out for themselves? Uh, what, what's your style? I... Because I'm an actor, I know what not to do to make the actors turn against you. Like, and what um, what what is not, what don't you do to to make the actors turn against you? I don't nitpick them. I let them do a rehearsal. I let them kind of find it, 
and do a couple of takes with just see, with their choices yeah. that they've made. And then if I need them to do something different, then I'll you know go in and give notes. But I kind right. of let them have their process before I get in and muck it up. Because my least favorite thing is when we're doing a rehearsal and a run through and you're not even saying, you know, you're not giving your performance yet. Yeah. And the director comes in and they explain the scene to you as though right. you can't read right. English. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and I, I don't want to, you to give anything away for your next movie. Oh, you did. You said it's a, a sort of, it's a gay Christmas. Uh, are you a fan of Christmas? I am. I'm a big Christmas fan. Really? And that comes from childhood? I think so. I th- like I remember some Christmases as a, as a child, but I think growing up in LA, we don't have seasons. So I I experienced seasons through decorations, uh-huh. and there was something about um, all the Christmas lights and the you know the stores decorated and the Christmas trees. Like I really liked the that festivities. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It felt different. Yeah. And so, do you see yourself at one point ever just stopping the acting part and just directing full time? Yeah, I mean, I love acting. It's a, and I'm so grateful that I get to have that as my job, and I've been able to support myself doing it for as long as I have. Um, and I think that I will always want to do it. But when I can do things like Veep, you know, yeah. you know, things that I really love sure. and believe in. But um, I love directing and I love writing because I can create opportunities and parts for actors who yeah. are way more exciting to me than I am to myself. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so being able to do that, and there are so many talented actors out there. Yeah. And um, when I when I directed my movie, I wrote parts for people that they don't normally get to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and that was really fun to watch them. And I think I, you know, like Natasha played something so different than what she normally does. Yeah. And um, that was really fun to see her do that and be so good at that. Um, and I want to do more of that. I think it's really no, interesting. It's, it's such a, you know, we, we, we should all be so grateful for the opportunity to do, to stand in front of people and, and act or behave and show just, them it's, our wares it really, yeah. we're very yeah. very blessed and you've had a long career what was mm-hmm. your first job were you also a child actor uh no i started when i was 18 so 18 so by the time you had done uh, uh but i'm a cheerleader but you had many i was familiar with you before but i'm a cheer. i have no idea what what i was familiar with you from had you done you'd done a lot of things before but i'm a cheerleader i had done um, i'm trying to remember I feel like that year that I did But I'm a Cheerleader was kind of the biggest year in my career where I mm-hmm. did a lot of a lot of things all in a row. Right. But before then, I mean, I had been – done some independent films and some like TV guest stars and stuff. But I think that's – I think that's it. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So I know, we, you know we're going to go to a break in a minute and we don't have you for a little bit of time. So, you know, with actors who come to Los Angeles and want to have a career like yours, what do you – Tell them what's what bit of advice do you tell people who are wanting to do what you do? Um, well, I would tell them the thing that my first manager told me, which was, "Don't do this." Um, <laughs> and then if they have the response that I had, which was, "I don't want to do anything else, right. and I'm willing to work as hard as I can to succeed," then I say, "You know, take it seriously. Don't take it for granted. Be mm-hmm. grateful." If you Every day that you're on set, I mean, there's no day that I go to work that I'm not grateful to be there, yeah. that I don't know how lucky I am to be there. Because yeah. getting to the place where you're complaining or you don't like this or you don't like that or your trailers, like worrying about your trailer is right. like yeah. you're you're missing the point. It no happens. Yeah. No, I know. More, it ha- like, you know, more times than it. Yeah. yeah. And sure. I've watched a lot of 
people who I started with, you know, get huge mm-hmm. and then. Well, like you were in one of my favorite movies, Girl Interrupted. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With a great mm-hmm. cast. Yes. And you've seen, you know, Angelina go from that to like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. But you too, the faculty is one of my favorite Clea oh, yeah. movies. You know, um, and you have been around for a while to watch those things happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, were you gonna say that you've seen people who who were big and then who are no longer around? Is that where you're going with that? Or well, who have I mean I've burnt seen out? I've seen all the ver- well people who forget how lucky they are. Yeah. You know, because yes, you have to be talented and yes, you have to work hard, but you always have to, you know. There are other people who can also do that, sure. you know, and you yeah. can you can be replaced. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's people get are getting less tolerant of working with assholes. Yeah, you nobody got time for that. Yeah, not you in know, this day. Life is no. too short. Not now. It's no. crazy. Well, Clea Duvall, we can see you in the next season of Veep, which you guys are going to start filming. Uh, by the time this comes out, this podcast comes out, uh, you will have already filmed it. Okay. So, and then uh, the the next movie. Do you have a title for the Christmas movie? It's called Happiest Season. Happiest Season. Aww, that mm-hmm. puts me in the mood. I love it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank We're going to see you on the judges panel in a few minutes. Of course, people know <laughs> that we're trying to get these podcasts in <laughs> during our lunch breaks. So we only have a little bit of time. And there's our cue right there. Uh, until next time, Michelle. Yes, baby. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you're going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you're gonna love somebody else? Amen.